Open my eyes to truth. Open my hands to give freely. Open my lips to good words, to pure words. Open my heart to love. Open my eyes to truth. Open my hands to give freely. Open my lips to good words, to pure words. Open my heart to love. Shalom. This is Rabbi Jonathan Slater, and welcome to Open My Heart, Living Jewish Prayer, a prayer project podcast of the Institute for Jewish Spirituality. Together, we will investigate how personal prayer, in its many forms, is an important part of Jewish spirituality. Each Monday and Friday, we will offer a different practice, led by a different person, all praying from the heart. Today, we're blessed to have with us Aviva Chernik, who's a student and a friend. Hi, Aviva. I'm so happy to have you with us here today. Tell us a little bit about yourself, would you? Hi, Jonathan. I'm glad to be here. Um, so I'm in Toronto right now, just to give you some context. And I'm an artist and a teacher, a meditation teacher, I um, lead Fila and the artist in residence at Beth Sarek Synagogue in Toronto. And my meditation community is called Neshev. That's wonderful. I'm really excited to be part of your practice. So I'm going to turn things over to you now and thank you for sharing your prayer with us. Thanks, Jonathan. It's nice to be here. And it's nice to get to share this practice with all of you. So there was a mezuzah on the door to the home that I lived in when I was a child. There was a mezuzah on the door to every room. You may be familiar, may or may not be familiar with the mezuzah, the ritual object that's on the doorpost of the house that contains within it. A scroll that has the words of the Shema, the central prayer of Judaism and oneness and text from Deuteronomy. So I, I knew those were there, mezuzot, around the house. I didn't have much else to do with them. Just I knew they were there. And in Hebrew day school, we studied about what they were. I guess the only other connection I had with the mezuzah is well, two things. One, they're usually very beautiful. The container can be anything. A ritual, uh, it's a ritual, it's an art art piece. And, um, but it really could be created out of absolutely anything. The scroll inside, I would engage with that text as a child in the morning. Not usually in the evening prayer, but before bed. So twice a day, I would say the Shema. And then somewhere along the way, I started to see other people as I became an adult kissing the mezuzah. Well, I like that because, well, I like kissing <laughs> and I love ritual. And so I thought, oh, I'll try that out. That became interesting for me because actually I wondered, so are they kissing their hand and then giving a kiss to the mezuzah or are they touching the mezuzah and then kissing it and that made me curious about that piece of interacting with the mezuzah and also with the Torah when it gets passed around at services. I liked it. But it still was missing a fair bit of sort of 
I think context or maybe just deeper connection. When I took my Jewish mindfulness teacher training with IJS, my teacher, friend, and colleague, Jordan Vendetta Pell, did one teaching that really has stuck with me so much that I've shared so many times. And that is a teaching about zikhirot, about reminders. And I think one of the questions is, what are, what, what are your reminders? And reminders of what? Well, reminders of, that bring me into contact with, with this present moment, <laughs> that bring me back into my body. Reminders that uh, I am not separate that I am not alone, that I am in a body uh, in this moment breathing, that bring me into presence. Um, And those could be anything really, but the examples that Jordan brought to us certainly began with the mezuzah. And this is the text that's actually talked about in that paragraph from Deuteronomy that we say after the line of the Shema, and that is in on the scroll inside the mezuzah. So, okay, so I thought, oh, this is great. I love this about the Zechira. It's a reminder of how I want to enter into my home and you shall love. All is one and you shall love and how I want to leave and walk out into the world. But somewhere along the way, I heard, I, I sort of was influenced by, I, had, I got another piece of input around it. And somebody, maybe, I think somebody must have told me that they, that they were extending that practice. I, I don't really know, can't remember who it was. I can't credit them, unfortunately, and what exactly the extension of the practice was. But I did get the thought that it could be more than just kissing the mezuzah, having the intention and going about my day. So I realized I need to start to say the text. Now, my house is like this. Uh, there's a front door to the house itself. I'm in the, on the second floor apartment. So there's no mezuzah at the front of the house. But at the front of my door, so I, I open my door to my apartment. On the right side is a mezuzah. And then there are 15 stairs. So I realized I need to say the words. I need to actually connect with what the text is inside that mezuzah. So I started to practice that. And to play with the words, this is a very, very helpful for me because it was tying together action and the words. So movement, the moving of my body, the relating to my body, feeling my feet actually on the steps, rising, slowing down the minute I open the door, stepping onto the first step, kissing the mezuzah, and slowing down into this moment feeling the back of my body. And I'll share more with you about that exactly how I, how I move into my body. But maybe just to say, when I started to engage with the words, I started to play with, okay, maybe I'll be still on the first step for the whole line of the Shema and Baruch Shem Kivod. And then I'll start to move on the beginning of the paragraph, the Ahavta. So I started to play with that, this step, and you shall love with all your heart and you shall teach and I would move another step another couple steps and you're going and you're coming and you're rising up and you're resting and this was very moving I did this for some time and then just just like seemingly out of the blue one day I realized that this text wasn't talking to me. 
It wasn't actually addressing me. It, it hadn't bothered me at all before. Nothing about it had occurred to me before. What do I mean by that? I realized that the whole text was said in the masculine conjugation. You, you assuming masculine. But now just to, just to kind of remember that I've been saying this text since I was a little, little girl. And the thought of changing it, it's like I could change all kinds of other texts. I play with liturgy. That's part of, part of my work as an artist is to really, you know, explore the text and what is, what makes the text relevant and present in this moment in our bodies and for the people with whom I'm leading, working and teaching, facilitating. But this text felt harder to change, right from Torah, so, so inside my cells, the tissues. But so I, I started to play with it. And, and I didn't look up any help, you know, where is it written down in the feminine conjugation, the feminine conjugation of me, not of the divine even yet, just of me. And so I started to play with that. And it's, and it was sticky and awkward. And I like that because it renewed the practice for me. It brought it alive once again. And for a while in my, in my not perfect, I think, conjugation of Hebrew, I delighted in the fact that I didn't know if it was correct. I just got to play with it in the realm of my own space there on my stairwell, just myself and the divine presence. And then I, I guess I got curious again. What are the actual words here? I mean, I, you know, roughly had them, but what might be the conjugation? There were words I didn't know, like, and you shall bind them, talking about the tefillin, the phylacteries. And so I turned to one of my favorite sidurim, which I don't get to lead out of enough, the Kohenet Sidur. And um, they have it, the translation in the feminine. The conjugation in the feminine. But interestingly enough, it's the feminine with the feminine divine. And I often like to play with changing the words that from the feminine and the masculine and going back and forth because I'm not so interested in the binary aspect of the divine, I'm sort of interested in the divine that, that reflects all of, all of it. Even though I felt strict in this moment about wanting the text to, to reflect me when it's talking to me, me as a identifying as a female. So anyway, so I had to go and I had to then figure out the text on my own. And so I got to look at texts that I've known all my life, that I've taught to many, many children, youth, that I've sung, that I've led in all times of the year, in many different synagogues and prayer spaces. And yet I got to look at it in a new way. And that's been very moving. And so the final realization about this that I'll share with you before we jump in to sharing the practice itself, to, to practicing, to being in this tefillah, this prayer, is that sometime after I'd then gotten into the stickiness with the words, sometimes, for, you know, I'd, I'd get into the words and I'd feel how it feels in my body. Oh, it's that word feels awkward. I would just pause, pause, pause. When I'm ready, I'd go to move. Sometimes I lose the words because I lose where I am because I have it memorized in a certain way. So I have to go back to the beginning. That's been kind of a neat thing too, is to allow for that, feel okay with that and agile about getting lost and feeling in the muck 
So the final realization is that there I go practicing, wrestling with the words, dropping into my feet, standing on the stairs, feeling my back body so that I can really be here now, arriving at the top of the stairs. And I realize, when you lie down and when you rise up. And at the top of the stairs is a landing where my shoes are on a mat. But just beyond that is the bedroom door. So that means that at the bottom of the stairs is a mezuzah. And at the top of the stairs is a mezuzah, the place where I go to bed and where I rise up. And so I interact with this zikhira, this reminder at the bottom of the stairs. And in between, I remind myself that all is one. I remind myself to listen. And then I remind myself that I am actually not separate. And then I remind myself that my job is to love with all, with all of me. And that I will forget and it's okay that I've forgotten and that the reminders are here. The reminders are when I rise up and when I go to sleep and when I go out of the door and when I come back and when I teach, when I pass it onward and when I bind it over between my eyes and on my own. So um, I'm glad to, I'm moved uh, in sort of a nice vulnerable way to share with you this very private practice that I've been doing in my own home to bring you into my home with me and to invite you now to, to, to travel with me over to my stairs. We're going to do that. And uh, so I'm just going to head along through my place. I'm going to walk down the stairs. And I'm actually, um, so you can hear me. <laughs> I'm sure you can hear the, all the movement. I'm actually going to step outside my door so that I can open the door because that, that part feels important. So I'm glad to be here with you and thank you for joining me in this practice. I will uh, talk us, be in it and I will be sharing with you what's coming up for me as I proceed. Let's open the door. Beautiful orange mezuzah that I brought back from Israel. Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malchuto Reolamed. I slowed down. My move for step. I have at the day I want to call Adonai Havaya, the one of being. I have it Havaya Elohai. And I know the first word of conjugation in the late speaking is still the have that Adonai Elohaiich, the whole of a verse of a whole nafsha of a whole meodech. And I move, but I you had valim aela asher anochi mitzavech ayom 
I live of death. On my heart, and that reminds me to drop back into my back body where my heart is. And that brings me onto my feet more, and I can feel myself standing here. And I lose my place on your back. You hug all the ones that I teach and that I lead. And I I pause in some of the unnecessaries of this conjugation, Ukshatim Leot, and I move. And I go back because I feel like I want to touch back. And I see the next Mrs. Ubishara. And I go up to this Mrs. and smooch it. Thank you for being in practice with me. That was Aviva Chernik leading us in their personal prayer practice, which was so inspiring and for which we are grateful. We hope that you found this practice meaningful. You can use the recording as support if you choose to engage in the practice yourself, and we encourage you to do so. First, use the practice as offered in this episode following the instructions given. You may wish to practice with the presenter several times to get a feel for the practice yourself. Over time, you will likely find your own inspiration and take the practice in new directions, which will be great for you and for the Jewish people. Together, we can shift the paradigm around prayer from going to services to prayer as spiritual practice. We are grateful to Judith Silver for giving us permission to use her song Open at the start of our show. You can find it and more of her music at judithsilver.com. We are also grateful to Ilana Arian for giving us permission to use her song Can You Hear Atzon as our closing. You can learn more about Ilana's music at ilanaarian.com. For more information about Open My Heart and the Institute for Jewish Spirituality, 
please visit us at jewishspirituality.org. Shalom. Until next time, we pray you remain healthy and safe.